Radio Network. We're out here at Nissan Stadium and in the Galanda Cast at SummerSlam 2022, downtown Cashville, Tennessee. What do you, you know this music that's playing in the background? You know anything about this? I don't, but I like it. Oh, them. man, you don't know a tribe called Quest, Low End Theory, man. I was, okay. I was doing these shows okay. with young people. You're right. This is this is one of the arguably one of the best ten albums in the genre of hip hop. This came out. You were maybe two or three years old when this came out, but this is. You this always is, put me on game. This is this is Fife and Q-Tip at their zenith. Um, I was I was in eighth grade when this came out, so just kind of coming into my own understanding hip hop. This is a great album because Q-Tip, who was a fantastic producer was really one of the first artists to sample some of the old school jazz musicians. Okay. And kind of created their own subgenre of, of hip hop where they were really getting into to the old school jazz, some of the old school 45s from way, way, way back in the day. And hip hop is built, as we heard a crowd in the background, hip hop is built on jazz and it's built on funk and it's built, it, they, they stand on the shoulders of so many different artists that that were in different genres uh but but always supporting the culture african-american culture Most definitely. and one of the things i love about hip-hop the most especially when getting to the dj and turntables and all of that stuff a lot of brothers that that got into the game and sisters got into the game they didn't have formal lessons they didn't have piano lessons they didn't have uh, somebody teaching them how to play guitar you know a lot of this stuff is just on ingenuity mm-hmm. and 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 th- these people can't read music necessarily and a lot of this stuff is just people really getting immersed in the music itself and, and trying to emulate that to, to the best of their possibility. Sure. But um, but Big was Big was talking about his time. He's doing some big stuff um, in the She Got Game League as both a play-by-play announcer and a color commentator. I want to talk to you a little bit about the National Basketball Association. Big is uh, he's from Ripley, Tennessee. He's repping West Tennessee really hard and, and we haven't talked in a long time so we we didn't get a chance to cover the nba playoffs and i know that we're in the off season we're in the summer but but your guys the memphis grizzlies really showed the the world a lot i mean they were the only team that truly put golden state on the ropes yeah they and that's up. with that's with john morant not playing a significant portion of the series now there are a lot of people that are statisticians that say that the the grizzlies performed better last year without john morant which is true on paper. But we all know that they're a better team with John Morant. I mean, yeah. John Morant is a guy that can go for 45, 50 at any given moment. He, he's kind of like a taller version of Allen Iverson. Mm-hmm. Reminds me a lot of Allen Iverson. Now, he's got to stop hitting the floor. Every other player like Iverson, he's going to have a short sure. career like Iverson. But John Morant is, like Stephen A. Smith would say, is box office. He is. He's, he's special. He is. He's different than some of the people before him. He's not Steve Francis, who was great. You know, he's not Starberry, who was also a great player. He's different than those guys. He has the he has MVP, multiple NBA champion talent, and we'll just have to see how his career goes. Right, right. Uh, right. We never know. Sometimes these guys come into the league; they're fantastic. Derrick Rose, he could be Derrick Rose, Man. or he could be Steph Curry. We don't really know. Right. Um, but how does it feel? Because I know that you, I know that you follow the Grizzlies. I know that that's your your territory. They're here local, so they're on TV in Nashville all the time. What what is what are the streets saying about the Grizzlies and how do you feel going into the summer? And we'll be getting into the fall before you know we're on the mm-hmm. back end of the summer. We'll be getting into the fall and, and starting to get into to NBA camps. We just finished the, the summer league in um, out in Las Vegas, my man. Shout out to my man Greenbacks Inc., who's my manager who is out there doing some some he's involved in, in athlete 
counseling and, and consulting. And he was out at the summer league doing doing what he does. But what are the streets saying about the Grizzlies and them being a legitimate title contender going into this season? Well, shout out to Iverson again. I'm, I'm rocking his, his college jersey today. Yeah, I saw that. Um, but, man, the streets love Memphis, man. They love the Grizzlies. Okay. A lot of my friends, you know, they super big Grizzlies fans. Uh, my mentor, he's he's been a Grizzlies fan since they moved to Memphis. All right. Even when they were, you know, getting swept in the playoffs. But now with Ja, who embodies the city as much as he does. Right. And people, a lot of people on the outside don't And he's from it. the South. And he's from the so South, he has, exactly. He's not from Memphis, but he feels like he's from Memphis. Yes, he's from Like a, his pops definitely town. seems like he's oh, from Memphis. Man, like look. his pops, it, it seems like he could have he could he could have some some stuff in the trunk like his, his pops has a hood element <laughs> yeah, to him like see? he could be he could be out serving the three for fives for all i know like Look, he's bro. a he's and if, his pops is like if you roll up with him the wrong way you might you might lose one of your fronts like right they, they got that attitude and that's the that's the spirit of memphis like yeah it's just, see, uh, see they're from a little town in south carolina right and, and when you I'm, I'm from a small town in tennessee right but when you come to the when you're in the south and you come to one of the biggest cities in the south and you're the star player on the basketball team right it's like home. Right. That's why he, he acts how he acts. He's brash. Right. In your face. A lot of people have it. a lot to talk about with what they claim he he's doing in the offseason, which is nothing but being a, a young, rich man right. in America. What are, what are they talking about? I don't, I don't know anything about now, that. All he, he's on his IG live drinking, but he's not DUI. Yeah, he's not oh, DUI. He, he, yeah, yeah, man. He. All star game. drinking like Grey Goose or something. Oh, like, uh, whatever is coming in this blue and white bottle okay. that everybody's been drinking. I know it's tequila. Uh, hopefully not um, the, yeah. the 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 scissor. Nah, he ain't on the scissor. He, he, he just on tequila. He's he drinking out of liquor bottles. Like he's drinking just, out of liquor uh, bottles. Oh, okay. But, but he just young and flashy. Well, I mean, that's all. You know. You know he black. He's an adult. You know he's not driving. Right. He's in a jet doing this. He's, I don't know if you want your your star player getting hammered, but um, no, you don't want him getting hammered. It's you know I think that you've got to take care of your body. But he's young and can burn that off. I mean, you yeah, get some. Yeah, yeah. You get a little bit of a free pass if he's still doing that at 27, 28. You might have a problem on your hands. <laughs> right. But they love him, man. He's doing good things. What I, do you think about his game? Oh, I love his game. His game. His if you see if you notice. He's gotten better each year. He has got better you each know, year. You know, each year it seems like, okay. And his mid-range jumpers get much better. Yes. Like, his rookie year, people were sagging off of him, letting him right. shoot. Second year, they yeah, still kind of. But last year, it's like, no, nah, hold on. We got we to gotta step up on this guy. Right. You saw Jordan Poole take him out of the, the playoffs with that dirty little push and pull on the knee. Yeah, I didn't I didn't it. think that it was that dirty. I mean, it it it. It just wasn't it's a playoff, basketball. It's playoff thing, basketball. Man. I mean, I grew up in the in the Jordan yeah, era when he was he getting people. tackled uh, <laughs> going to the rim by Isaiah Thomas and Bill Lampier. You know, he's literally we're, we're at SummerSlam. He was getting he was getting German suplex. So I don't <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that little grab by Jordan Poole if that's as dirty as it gets in 2022. We're definitely in a in a different era. It was it wasn't necessary. It was definitely not a necessary play. I didn't think that it was something that would put Ja out for the rest of the series, but they gave Golden State hell. They gave them business. It was not a, an easy series for for the Warriors, and and I think, I think that that's your rivalry. Oh yeah, I in the West, because I'm I'm not I'm not a big fan of the Lakers. I think the Lakers are cooked. Oh, yeah. The only thing that can save the Lakers is if Anthony Davis plays 80 games and plays at an MVP level. And we just history says that that's not going to happen. Now he might play at an MVP level for 55 games, <laughs> right. but but history says that he's not going to play a full season. And if he does, he's not going to play at an, uh, an MVP level for a full season. So either you're going to get him playing mediocre for a whole season, or he's going to play great, but he's going to play half the season. At this stage of LeBron's career, he's only a one-way player. He doesn't play defense. 
And asking him to play more than two-thirds of the game is unrealistic because he'll be 38 this year. And I think he's the best 38-year-old in the history. I grew up watching Jordan. He's so much better than Jordan was at the end of his career. It's laughable. But asking him to carry the franchise to a title seems unrealistic, unless you're in the bubble in Orlando where there's no travel and everybody's eating at the same cafeteria. This is true. Um, I think Westbrook – I've thought that Westbrook was trash for a long time. I just think he he epitomizes the fact that you cover basketball – Stats don't tell the whole story. Like, I've seen Russell Westbrook push people out the way so he could get his 10th rebound to get a triple-double. Multiple times. While losing by 25 points when he played for the Wizards. So so you can get those stats, but it doesn't count. You know, I'd rather someone have less stats but be more of a team player and be a little bit more efficient. So I'm not, I'm not high on the Lakers. I love Jokic in Denver, mm-hmm. but I just don't think he could do it by himself. He's got to get, you know, Murray's always hurt. Um, he's got to get some significant help, and Porter's always hurt. Right. So I don't right. think he's a great player. And if he had, if he had a, another dog with him, they'd be a problem because he he could carry you pretty far by himself. But I don't think he can carry you to a title by himself. They blew up Utah, yeah, so I think yeah. that Memphis in 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 um, the Warriors are the rivalry in the in the West for a while. I, I, I think they're gonna be so. going at it every year. I hope so. I mean, Memphis is young and hungry, and you're dealing with a, a, a Warriors team who. They're vets, right. so they, they've been there, of course. Well, you got Poole and Kaminga, and, yes. and you got Wiseman, your guy out of Memphis. Yeah. Wiseman hadn't even played. He'd been in the G League. Now, how good is Wiseman? Because you Wiseman's saw him good. when he was playing for Coach Penny. Yeah, Wiseman, Wiseman's the truth. That's what I thought, that he was he's, the truth. He's I'm hearing, I'm hearing this guy is he's like cold. a seven-foot guy that runs the floor, can shoot the mid-range, that – that he doesn't play like a traditional center, no. but he's that he's much better from a ceiling perspective than Looney, who the, who they don't oh, have yeah. anymore. That, that he's definitely a guy that could be a twenty ten guy. Yes, if in, he in if he league. was just a right. And I think I saw it a little bit in the, in the G League. I mean, not the G League, but the summer league this All summer. Right. He has a little more dog in him now. Okay, he has a little more fight in him. If he can bring that for a whole season and stay mm. healthy, <laughs> it's gonna be trouble. Now you think you think that they're gonna keep Draymond, or you think they're gonna have to flip him? Or? Well, well, I, I heard. You know, he wants a max deal and all that, but he's got two years left on his deal right, right. now anyway. He has so, no leverage. I mean, you know, they he's might 32. keep him for this year, and then next summer they'll probably well, try no, to He's not him. getting a max deal at 34. No, that's not by not from anybody. That's not not from anybody. I'd trade him next year. He'd be year. closer to being out of the league yeah, at 34. He, he, he might, he might want to keep a, doing that podcast. Get a, like get a max. Well, he's – no, but he's gunning for – he wants Chuck's seat. Well, Charles Barkley's looking to get Now, my man Big might end up in Chuck's seat the way that he's going. Either way. But he wants Chuck's seat. I think he's going to have to – him and Candace Parker are going to have to wrestle. They're going to have to wrestle for Chuck's seat. But I think Chuck – he was talking about going to the Live Tour – he didn't get that. I think he was using that for some leverage. Probably shake a couple more M's out of out of right. TNT. But Chuck's 60. He's not going to do this forever. He's going to do something else at, at some point. And that chair is going to open up. It's going to be Draymond. It could be Dwayne Wade. It could be uh, – I think they should put Candace Parker. Candace We're talking Parker about women. She's great. She's gorgeous. There's something about a 6'3 woman in high heels hitting a step-back jumper that it's just – I'm not even realizing that Kenny and Chuck and Ernie and the rest of the Shaq are even in the building. I just, my eyes are on Candace Parker 100% of the time. What we're going to do, we're going to cut to another break. I'm going to I'm gonna hit my man Big because he's a huge San Francisco 49ers fan, and I got a whole bunch of questions <laughs> about Jimmy G, Jimmy Pornstar, and, 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 and Trey Lance. So we'll be back more than Lance J Show after these messages. You are listening. To the Lance J Radio Network.
I love guns, just for the record. I'm all over the, the map today. I, I love guns. One thing about me, a lot of people don't know. Um, if you see me in Nashville, there is a 99.9% chance that I'm armed. Because in, in Nashville and in Tennessee, you can you can carry conceal. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode Squad. I always got the toast on me. I'm not a thug. I live in a gated community. I'm not trying to be a tough guy, but I but I always have a gun on me. I always have a burner on me all the time because it's legal. It's my right as an American to got the, to to have the strap. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.